0: In 2014, one of the riskiest ventures in all of modern media was created and put out to the masses. Sadly, we're still doing this show. I'm Mike, and we get it, Michael. You're like Guardians of the Galaxy, and this is Popscorn motherfucker. <laughs> Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we've come full circle, Darren. We
1: have. Time is a flat circle. We've arrived at the end of it.
0: Who would have thought three years on from from the first episode? And we still haven't upgraded from my kitchen. I know. We're (laughs) still here. Uh, The world changes around us. uh, We are
1: a constant people. Well,
0: to to quote the great uh, JB Jovi, it's all the same, only the names have changed. Every day it seems we're wasting away. Yep. Anyway, Guardians 2. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, the latest Marvel movie to come out. Just in case you haven't been with us for the whole three years. Yeah.
1: Michael was something of a fan of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Who let knew? me just Let me just paint the picture for you. Um, he brought merchandise for the film before it came out. Yep. All the pop vinyls and everything else he can get his hands on. Yep. Which in my book is still a critical sin. Even though it paid off this time. Just saying. It's a critical sin to do that. Um... Uh, he liked it. I don't actually think it was your number one movie
0: that year somehow. No, something came up, up top against No, wait, no, it definitely was. It definitely was the best of that year. Fantastic. You're, um, you're thinking of the year where you thought I was going to give it to Mad Max, but then I gave it to Star Wars. That was it. Okay, correct. Um, and he
1: um, liked it so much it spawned a meme lasted well over a year of, oh, we get it, Michael,
0: Yeah, Light Gardens of the Galaxy, because you don't speak about it a fair amount. Well, it is my favourite comic book series. The 2008 uh, Abnett and Lanning run is my favourite comic of all time, period. It has yet to be topped. It's that good. Um, I've heard they hate each other, name. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame. But, you know, that's what happens when you get dragged back into Right uh, Gardens of Infinity and you only get half of your team to play with. Oh, well... See, he reads comic books, everybody. Yeah, and then Brian Michael Bendis came and ruined everything, which is how I I like to end every sentence nowadays. I've also heard that as well. He ruins a lot of things. But I do like Guardians, Darren. I own a Walkman, an actual TPSL too. He he does actually own a Walkman. The Walkman. And he actually went out of his way to buy
1: a cassette tape of Awesome Mix Volume 1.
0: I mean, it was made widely available in HMV. Other shops are available, but... It was just there, saying, my and I have listened to it on the cassette player. Just saying, I've just got the headphones for it, so oh, yeah. I'm I'm a shrine's building. I have one of these Star lord nerf guns. I'm waiting on my second. I intend on spray painting them, getting them looking accurate. Hopefully, gonna get a helmet soon. But we're not here to talk about my ridiculous thousands of pounds, literally spending on this bullshit. Jesus Christ! Well, okay, that's my whole collection, not just the Guardian stuff. But we'll take it as read. They include the fruit padlocks. Yes, it does. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Darren. It's out. It is. Well, not in America. <laughs> well, By the time this releases, it will be. Obviously. It will be available worldwide, but we've had it for a week now. What
1: have they got against themselves?
0: Well, it's the whole thing of them being able to film in places like Pinewood over here and stuff like that. And ah. Shepperton. We have the studios where they have all the, uh, the sets. So, you know, Infinity War's filming here. So... Star Wars is filming here. Star Wars is... Fu- Star Wars have we not tried lot? to sneak into these places yet, Michael? I think possibly because, Darren, we have to have money and a day job first. And this isn't it. Oh, if this was, was it, you know damn well I'd be milking that it. shit for views.
1: Prince William gets to go in on my taxpayer money, no
0: less. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird rant. Guardians, <laughs> 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 Michael, We should probably talk about the movie now, Darren. Yeah. Um, Card, it, it... Cards on the table, Darren. Yeah. Do you think that this is a better movie than the first one? No. You don't. I don't think it's possible to catch lightning
1: in a bottle twice. I think it's a very good movie. I, I I don't think it's going to be any surprise if you say the same thing, but I just think the card's right on the table. I think the first one was such a straightforward story, and it was dealing with characters that I had no clue about, whereas most comic book movies I have some level of knowledge. That dealt brand new characters. I had no expectations whatsoever going in. I think that kind of... Because that then you fall in love with those characters. I suppose the Spider Man who I fell in love with back in the nineties and just continue to, you know, be mistreated by it's a different kettle of fish altogether. And it was a very straightforward story. The villain was disposable. That's something that's improving this one, I'll give it that. This one, on the other hand, I think the story's a bit more it's not necessarily a complicated story but it's just not as straight and true as that one was. There's a few delineations that, that the first one just didn't have. I think the jokes are still good. I think the the, um, the action's great. As I said, I think the villains improved tenfold over running the accuser. But it's, it's a lesser movie, but it's still a very, very good movie.
0: I think I'm half with you. I, okay. I think I'm half with you in the sense that, no, I don't think this is as good as the first movie because... The first movie is just so encapsulative of what the Guardians were as a team and introducing a team that obscure and bringing them to the now where where, where I am Groot is one of the most quotable things to put on a T-shirt. Yeah, it, it was lightning in a bottle. That being said, I think I enjoyed it more than the first movie. Objectively, I don't think it's the better movie. But I had such a fucking good time watching this film, Darren. You have no idea. This movie was made for me. And I'm saying that maybe as a precautionary statement. If you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I mean a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, if you've read the 2008 run, if you've read other cosmic stuff like, um, not that he's in the movie, but Nova, uh, Annihilation Conquest, oh, no, um, Nova again. War of Kings, I'll come to Nova. Um, Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, but if you're a fan of Guardians, Jesus wept this movie is made for you. This is cosmic like you wouldn't believe. Cosmic that I didn't even think the MCU would be capable of doing now. Mm-hmm. But it's not as tight. And it's just not as good. Which is a shame. But it's by no stretch of the word bad. It's The Raid versus The Raid 2.
1: Yeah. They are both equally great movies. Just the first one's tighter and the second one's got more in it. It's, it's, just, it's a typical thing to do with your sequel. I don't think they ever go too far with it, where they overfill it or, or make it too zany, too joke-filled, too serious, whatever caveat you want to throw on it. It's still a very, very well-made movie. I'm still very excited to see Guardians going forward in future movies and, and part three, which you now know that James Gunn is going to be doing, which Yay! is fantastic.
0: First person to direct a trilogy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, got the Russo brothers will have had their third film by the time... Yeah, but they didn't the direct X-Men Cap universe. 1.
1: But no, they didn't.
0: No, hmm. they, they've done Cap 2, Cap 3... Infinity War. Weedon only did Avengers 1 and 2. Gunn is on for volumes 1, 2, and 3 right now. Fair play. Yeah. Not bad for the man. He's the man uh... for the job. He hasn't put a foot wrong yet.
1: Yeah, Super kind of fell apart. No, I mean, in I know, I know, I know, I know. I like Super. Yes, shut up, cry. That's all (laughs) I can remember from that movie. Um,. We have been very, very distractible today. We don't have any notes, It's probably why. Yeah, I made no notes, because I just... This thing, when I enjoy a movie a lot... Like, with Assassin's Creed, I wrote a goddamn essay on on how stupid that film was, because I just need to remember everything stupid about it. I really enjoyed this movie and didn't really overthink anything. Definitely. Really. There is
0: so much more of everything that was in the first movie. It's a little looser, yes. Yeah. But there's so much more, Darren. There is, but I think for the most part the like uh, right, four of the
1: first five characters that came from that movie have just kind of kept on keeping on. Which is fine. Um I, I think Star Lord, fantastic in this movie. Still really good. Yep, got the, the the emotional beats that I think the first one the first one had, but I think this one's got it better, the tenor more personal star. This is more of a Star Lord movie. True. I think than an actual Guardians of the Galaxy movie. They still feel very, very much feel like a team and a cohesive unit. But he's he's the central character, obviously, yeah as, yeah, as opposed to it being like a team up movie. I think,
0: which which I'm okay with that because obviously he's the window into this team. He is still the only Earth born hero within cosmic Marvel MCU, yeah. so it's obvious that it was going to be his story and it's his window into the cosmic. Mm-hmm. But what they've written is really really good, yeah, and I'm happy with it. Yeah, I, I think Rocket Raccoon again, very,
1: very well played. Um, got to have his last, got to have a, a cool action scene all of his own. Yeah. Which I think he kinda of lacked in the first one. He was always with Groot, it was always a double team act. Whereas this one you see him taking down an entire like gang full of ravagers that are coming to get him and Groot. That was a really, really
0: good scene. I enjoyed I, that I enjoyed the air out of that. His pairing with Yonder, who we'll talk about in a minute yeah. as well, I thought was utter genius. It was a re- they were Absolutely. really good they were the new double act for this movie as yeah. opposed to I mean, we don't have uh, large Groot or King Groot, whatever you want to call yeah. him, to play off. So we've got Yondu. And that was a really, really good idea to pair these two characters up because obviously this version of Yondu is different from what we see in the comics. Yeah. So really good. We'll come to Yondu though because I want to go to Yondu. Drax, I think, outside of Groot, who's made a very obvious change
1: in the first movie, I think Drax is kind of the one that's altered the most hmm. because they seem to up the slapstick humour with him and humour in general with him. Over and above the first one. Even kind of changed the style, whereas then he was just kind of oblivious and, and a and a very like straightforward person. Um, here he's more giggly. Like I imagine in the trailers people were like, Well he must get covered in some alien goop that makes him like laugh at everything. No He's just a lot He's a lot happier with life. He's so joyful. He's, I like it. He is. He is. It's, it's just a bit of a... was a weird turn, but not
0: necessarily a bad one. No, I, I really enjoyed Drax in this movie. I think what they've done is that... What they've realised is that they have a character with which it's possible to play a lot of comedy off without him being to the point of ridicule. Yeah. And it's, they've struck a very, very... It's a very thin line, and they've struck a very good balance on it because he'll have... Uh, some serious moments, but there's always a comedic undertone, mm-hmm. and I, I like the the idea that he's not aware of his own comedy, mm-hmm. and it's just everyone else going, Whoa, Okay," just around him, and the audience loves that. And and yeah. th- I've seen this movie twice already. Uh, I saw it twice within 24 hours, which is, you know, probably the the, the worst it's gotten for me. Uh, Actually, no, I did, I did see Civil War three times within the space of 48 hours. Jeez. So yeah, um, but no, Drax is is surprisingly really really funny in this movie. Well, I think there's a lot of his catchphrases could be put on t-shirts right now. I I think
1: that thing he got results. So I can't necessarily argue against it. I just feel like some of like cuz he had a lot of pathos going on in that first movie though, about his everything that happened to his family, how much he wanted to kill Thanos. I think there's still moments of that in there's, this one. There's though. moments of that, but they're they're lesser, but they serve the purpose of he's really the comedy engine in this movie yeah. more so than anybody
0: else. Um I think Gamora, they still haven't quite cracked her. I still, I mean, I'm happy with the performance that's being put in. Yeah. But she's still not Gamora to me. No, she's not the baddest woman in the galaxy. No, and yes. that's what she should be. She's still kind of just fawning over Peter Quill. In a way, and then in yeah. not a way. And this this, this will-they-won't-they they romance is just something I don't believe no. I didn't believe it in the first one. Feels tacked on. I believe it less in this one. Yeah, it's just very much like they're going to fuck, guys. It might happen. Like that's like it's it's like this shit like grabbing me by the shoulders and going, "Do you see the romance?" And like, no, I don't. I don't see the romance. Like do you know, how there's that, that that score
1: they give to movies where to, in order to qualify, women have to talk about two women have to talk about something that's nothing to do with me. Oh, the Bechdel test. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Gamora would do very well on that because if she's not talking about Peter Quill and whenever Nebula's in the picture they're talking about their relationship as a result of Thanos being their adoptive father. Yeah. And and that's what I felt like. I was like, I didn't really feel she was her own character. She was serving other people's stories. Yeah. As opposed to really being, like you said, From I I haven't read the comic books but I know she's meant to be so much more than this.
0: Yeah, she's... She's a, like the baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy with the backstory of having Thanos as an abusive step parent. Yeah. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we gotten a, th- a thread based around that? Nebula's had a better thread based around that yeah. than than Gamora has. And and let's be clear, Nebula's not a big player in the comic books, so why bother? Why can we not give that story to Gamora? Again, I don't think the performance is bad. No, not at all. I just think that it's a poorly structured version of what could be a fantastic character. Yeah. Because we don't have, and I know that more than anything, this movie is an out-and-out comedy, really, compared to everything else we have in the MCU. Yeah. But why don't we have somebody who's the straight man? You know, we don't have somebody who just plays everything 100% seriously. Yeah. And Drax doesn't anymore. He used to be that guy in the books. So why not make it Gamora? Why not actually give this character some weight as opposed to just being an accessory to every other member? Well I don't think it needs to go that far because I then think in such a fun movie
1: to have someone such a straight character like that would actually turn people off on her. Yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? That like if she's such a stick in the mud in comparison to everybody else, that might be detrimental to her. I'm just saying that just have a have a a, a character beat that's not she's angry at Peter Quill for being that she's in love with Peter or Thanos abused her and Nebula. Um, and then the fifth member of the team from the original movie, the Baby Groot. Yay! Completely different, obviously, because he's now
0: this size. It worked. Well, they could have actually really gone out, gone out of the way to make that the focal point of the movie. Um, yeah. And they didn't, and I'm glad they didn't. I think we would have got tired if every other moment was, look at Baby Groot, what's Baby Groot doing? Yeah. Baby Groot's just kind of there... Yeah, and that worked because you have the opportunity for some very cute sight yeah. gags faced around this character, but it's never. It's there's only really one scene where it's played on, and that's mm. enough, and it's fine. Yeah,
1: like I, I think they just about struck struck the right balance with him, in that you're right. He is mainly just there because I don't know what how else he really could have served that story, and maybe they saw it from the first one just because he says I am Groot. That's uh, as much. as It's a quirky thing that gets him over. That's always going to limit his storyline potential because he's always going to have to have Rocket Raccoon there to to give him to give him to put words into his mouth. Basically, uh, they struck a nice balance. I think cynical Darren is still thinking it was a toy building exercise. Yeah, he's not an Ewok, but he, he, no, he's not. An he, he's a much better version of an Ewok. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think he's any much more than that. There was there was no real what, reason. Are you saying Darren
0: that he's got a new hat? <laughs> He has a new
1: jacket at one point. I so. do. I
0: do like Baby Groot in the little jacket. That that's a plus. Oh, he does try and
1: wear something like a hat. He does. Oh, you know there's going to be. Well, there's probably already a million Funko pops of of the, yep. of the Baby Groot, but um, it, the payoff at the end. Is that the way you're going to pronounce it. The Baby Groot. Uh, the Baby Groot. Yes, not the Baby Jesus. But oh, the Baby okay. Groot. Um, the the payoff gag in uh, right at the end. Yeah, I think is worth it because that was really funny in the post credits, but uh. Yeah, he didn't annoy me, so I can at least say that. And, and I understand he he's appealing to other audiences that aren't me, going, why isn't he big and tall and stabbing people? Why mm. is he a cute little thing? I can deal with that. Yeah. Right, so we've got their three new members of the team, two of which we met previously, one brand new for this team. Um, Nebula, I, I think, kind of just... She was carried on, carried on from the
0: first movie. I don't really think she changed all that there's much. there's nothing wrong with that, really, because she was signed lied, lined against Thanos in the past yeah. movie, and um, also Ronan. So you know there was there wasn't much for her to do in the previous movie, other than to have that one confrontation with Gamora that just ended in her losing an arm and falling off a ship. Bye bye. Yeah. That everybody thought she was dead, just a one time deal. Now she's back, and she just get a little bit more development. Yeah. I don't think it worked all that well, but I'm glad we got it, because because it just kind of there's just I like the way that she was characterised as just because she's more machine than person by the end of it that she is so effective and dedicated to a singular goal yeah yeah that she then doesn't see through yeah that's what annoyed me about her plot thread is just kind of it just ends and then she's kind of like. And now let me say my new plot point to uh, in the middle distance, in a scene that you're not totally expecting. I'm like, well, okay then. So that's that's your place in the next movie. You already decided. We'll see you then. I guess. Yeah, well, the thing I always felt like she was
1: going to have to be, she she's, she is more plot than character. Yeah. I think she helped Gamora's case in this movie in that she gave she at least gave Gamora something other to do than than for another Peter Quill. Which, I think, had, had Gamora not had that, that might have been a real weak point for this movie. That's true. So it does give her that that to do, which is, which is fine. But no, uh, she's now, it's quite obvious, she's going to be the connecting tissue, it seems, between um, between the Guardians of the Galaxy and the rest of the MCU. If Thor Ragnarok doesn't make that bridge, it'll be Gamora finding Thanos on on Earth, or when it, after he's done his attack, and then she somehow gets the Guardians of the Galaxy to come and follow her. That's fine. Um, Yondu on the other hand yeah.
0: oh Michael go on then I had so Off much fun go. with Yondu I, I just thought he's 100% the best most improved character in this movie and I don't think that you really can disagree with that Darren he was given so much more to do both plot wise performance wise characterization wise Rooker was able to build a version of Yondu that totally works within this scenario and within this team and they've made a lot of very big decisions about about Yondu that that can't have been easy to implement and can't have been mm-hmm. easy to get past the first draft. But I'm so glad that they did. Yeah, that ah, he was so good, Darren. He was so good. Also had my favorite line in the movie. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it after the spoiler.
1: No, I think he was the best character in this movie. I think be, because. Again, because we know the first members... I know Yondu was in the first movie, but he was basically the secondary bad guy. Yeah. Here we get so much more from him. And he has... Yeah, he has the best lines. He he has the best action scenes most of the time. With, oh, yeah. He, with, had, he had the best action scene. The whistle arrow. <laughs> and it's just... It's so much more a complete performance all round that you, 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 yeah, you're yeah really invested in that character more so than I ever thought I would have been for someone who you know I felt was... Another character in the first movie that was all quirk and I didn't really know what, what he could really do more yeah. in the second movie, but
0: no, he was excellent in this movie. Like, like in the first movie, he was just kind of introduced as kind of like a legacy character. It's kind of like, if you read the comics, you'll know who Yondu is yeah. and and that. But, but now he's like, no, this guy, is a main player and with good reason. Yeah. Oh, he was so good, Darren. He really, really was. Yeah, you told me before we watched the movie because I watched it when you watched it the second time.
1: Yeah. He was like, Yondu's my favourite character and I'm so happy. Yeah. and that was it and I was like oh okay we'll see but yeah he was Michael Rucker did fantastic in this movie um, the Ravagers in general I think were better because they're not really because you get now get to enjoy Yondu which I think was a part of the problem in the first one because he was the bad guy you couldn't really be yeah. all into him
0: like, yeah, he had the cool ass whistle arrow and he yeah. had such a he had like a, a few good scenes in the first movie but you were like, but ultimately he's a dick and yeah. you can't get behind him, but, yeah. but now you can get behind him. He's still a dick, but you can get behind him. Like Loki and For the Dark World though. Yeah. Like, you know we're just gonna
1: shuffle this a little bit to the left and, and we can enjoy more now. And that means they can make they now have to make no bones about the Ravagers being idiots. You don't really have to fear them anymore. They're they're still kind of playing the secondary bad guys, but yeah, they can now start taking them because of Taserface, their their leader. That was <laughs> that was quite funny. Um and just making them out to be morons. Yeah. Which I am more than okay with. Uh, right, the final member of the team,
0: portrayed by... <laughs> oh, do you want me to do it? Because I do know oh, it's Pom Clementiev is the actress playing Mantis. I was going to go with Clementief, but all right, it cool. Is, it is, I, I, I um, originally said Clementief, but it is Clementiev. Uh, yeah, she's playing
1: Mantis, who I believe is a was a bigger part of the original Guardians in the Galaxy team in the
0: comics. That's right, yeah. In the 2008 team, she is a bigger part of that. And there are some changes made to her from the comics to the movie, but you know what? I think it actually makes a lot of sense to make those changes. I, I was thinking about it, and I did reread the comic because um, in this movie they've made her out to be um, was it some? I don't know what the word they use was. It was like emotion path or something like that. She's a telepath in the in the books. Right. she can telepathically communicate with and operate certain things. She's mm-hmm. a you know a psychoactive character. Here she's able to uh, control. And manipulate and ease people's emotions, which is a bit of a left field turn. But for the sake of this plot thread, I guess it kind of made sense to tone her down in terms of power scale. Otherwise, yeah. she could have just solved a lot of problems straight away. Yeah, as is the problem with all psychic
1: people, they can they can ruin any movie they choose. Yeah. Um, I she was good. She was adorable. She was adorable, but I I think I didn't think she needed to be anything more than that. I, I think she served her purpose well. She, she was, again, more plot than character.
0: I'd like to see what they do with her in Guardians 3. Yeah. Because um, I think she wasn't given enough to do but having to play off everyone else. Yeah. Because she plays a lot off... She has a lot of screen time with Drax, which I really enjoyed because they're both kind of extremely socially awkward and not used to, to like, communicating as a team, really. Yeah. So that was fun, and I liked that a lot. It helps that she's completely adorable. Like... <laughs> there's there's a, it's the scene where um she's t- talking to Drax on the steps and i'm like okay i i know what they're doing with this character and yeah. i think it's great and i love it but but up against everyone else did she have a standout moment and i don't think she no, did. no i think just because because she's not built for action it, it's bad that like her most like mem- memorable moment might be the one in the trailer when she gets hit in the head with a rock yeah which is a bit of a shame because I really liked what they did with her but she hasn't got it's the nebula problem I think hopefully she'll come back and have a lot more to play with in the next yeah. movie hopefully as as a part of the Guardian supporting team which is something they seem to be building up mm-hmm. which 100% needs to happen like there's the group who go out and do the missions and then there's a the support team right that's awesome but but no give her more to do she was very good
1: I think yeah her parents said she does get to do something at the end she's not a completely no, she's not a bystander oh yeah she does actually get to help out in the end but no she, I like that she was unlike any other characters in the movie they, yeah. they could have made her really blander and, and, and throw away but they didn't they, they they made a concerted effort to make her noticeable and, but very different from everybody else and that's why it did work with her and Drax um, they seem to be building a romance
0: there maybe that seems to be the well, way not, they were going. not. going. And yet not really at the same time. Yeah, Because there was a yeah. lot of comedy to be had in Drax finding her completely disgusting, which is
1: really funny. Yeah, she did have quite a few good lines. You know what, I'm going to warm up on, on Mantis. But yeah, you, you're right. She, she's got more storyline potential going forward. I don't think she'll be one of the ones making the jump to the Avengers movies. No, and that's I, fine. Yeah, I imagine that'll just be the original five.
0: Well, we need um, to have some... We need to have members that, that don't... Like, as much as we want Phil Coulson fills uh, fills everyone I hope he does <laughs> Phil Coulson phones everyone about Galactus yeah as much as we want that to happen there are characters that are reserved to side roles and they have to play those roles well yeah I think if Mantis is one of these people like Nebula mm-hmm. who appear in the Guardians movies yeah in the Guardians franchise as it were that's fine because they are playing a very important role over there They would be wasted on a crossover you're right no the,
1: you're completely right there uh, right well we have the major villain... Is, is, it, is, it is this
0: spoilery? Because, okay. because we've been shown to have two villains, really, in this movie. We all know that Kurt Russell is in this movie. We all know he's in it. Yes. Um.
1: Is he revealed in the trailer what he is? I'm your dad, Peter. Yeah, it's in there. The... Okay, yeah. He's playing Star-Lord's dad. He's Ego, the living planet. Um. Which I... is really just quickly gone. You know, By the way, I'm a planet. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, they're just kind of thrown on you. It's not like a big reveal, like I expected it to be. Yeah, and you know, it's just BT Dubs. I am a brain surrounded
0: by a planet. BT Dubs, I am a celestial.
1: Yeah, that's not a thing from the planet. Wow. right? from
0: the comic books, right? No, Ego wasn't a celestial in the in the books, but holy shit, okay,
1: fair enough. Uh, yeah, I like how he went. No, I'm I'm a god, but with a lowercase g.
0: <laughs> that yeah, kind of, that made it okay because I was like, that's well, cool
1: because that's my problem with comic books they always have to do that escalation thing so if you start talking about literal gods I'm going to start actually chewing out of like uh, um, okay you're not going to kill a god in this movie but th- they struck a very very nice balance with him I really like Kurt Russell in this movie he was so good because he's still a handsome devil he is he's still so charming he's very suave I like him and and his plan of, of like because obviously he's reunited with Peter for a reason mm-hmm. the plan makes a lot of sense yeah and you don't really see the twists coming. At least I didn't.
0: No, I didn't either. I have really enjoyed the twists. I like that this is probably one of the most effective villains in a singular... Because he's only, he's only appeared in this movie so far. Yeah. So in terms of villains in a singular movie, this is definitely one of the better ones. No, it's basically him or the Red Skull. Yeah, that's a good point. In terms of really, really good ones. And as much as I liked the Red Skull, I wasn't shocked when he turned out to be a Nazi you know what I mean but when Ego turns out to be a bit of a badden yeah I was like oh, okay it's getting interesting now I like where it's going it is but no he he did a really good performance it's like he wasn't told he was in a Marvel movie yeah he was acting to a higher standard than that in, <laughs> it's in, like they put him in the costume Pratt walks on so he goes hang on is this no 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 no
1: <laughs> no." <laughs> talking no, no, him no, down no, like, no, no 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 everyone's just dressed a bit funny if they're going <laughs> to fix it in post they're all going to look like normal human beings it's fine um yeah, he, he was really good. I don't know why I was expecting him
0: to not be this good, because hmm. Kurt Russell doesn't tend to... Well, we haven't him... really seen Kurt Russell in much stuff, apart from the more iconic roles, you know what I mean? He it's was not... in Sky High. I know, but he, let's face he's not he's not Harrison Ford, is he? He's not turning no. up in... Every other movie, and that's a big deal. He could have been. He could have been. And he was Han Solo, so he could have actually been Harrison Ford. See, too. it's Ford. a it's a, very pert um, comparison I'm drawing here. Oh, it's like you planned it or something. Sort of. But, yeah, it's, he's known for his cult movies, really. Yeah. And not for really appearing anything major. And holy shit, Kurt Russell is in this movie since those. Yeah. And it's a big deal that he's in the MCU because of those movies. Yeah. But that's not to discredit him as an actor, because he's great. He's really,
1: really great. So, I just had a, a, a thought. At one point, they were saying that Al Pacino was going to be
0: in Marvel movies. That was a thing, wasn't it, in talks. Yeah. Never never confirmed, but oh, always in talks. Right, okay. Also, when's Blade? Like, are we getting Snipes back? What's going on there? Right.
1: Right, yeah. they seem to be sitting on that one for, for reasons, but right, back on track. We all
0: yeah. know what happens when Marvel sits on an idea is you get Iron Fist and the Inhumans TV series. Mm,
1: that might be okay. Might be. Come on, it's got, um, got Ramsey Bolton oh,
0: as yeah, Maximus the
1: Mad. Okay, I'm looking so, at it again, and no. You don't even watch Game of Thrones. No.
0: and It's going to have Ramsey... I wanted oh. to wave a sausage. Anyway, back to, <laughs> back to Kurt Russell. <laughs> From waving sausage, oh, what a wonderful well, well. Well, he was a hunk in his day.
1: Yes, he he still is. Yeah, his wife Goldie Horn. is always like posting on Instagram, like she still thinks Kurt Russell is the hottest piece of ass in the world and can't <laughs> believe she gets to have sex with him because, like, fair play <laughs> to her. Yeah, I don't think I could picture anybody else now in in, in the role of Ego the Living Plane He was he was because it's such a it's such a it's a big performance, but it's it, this is what Kurt um, um, Parkent should have been. Like, he feels like a father figure, but he's also so much more than that. Whereas whenever Kevin... Park End, you K- you don't mean, like, jor No, no, no. Park End. Whenever um, um, Costner was trying to do this in Man of Steel, oh, yeah, it yeah. was always like he was trying to be this bigger personality, but he's been very obvious about it. Whereas Kurt Russell just kind of, like, you know, just this stuff just pours out of him. Yeah. The sense that he's so much bigger than just being Kurt Russell He's kind of innate, yeah. And I really I really like that. He wasn't overplaying it, but yeah, at no point were you questioning that this guy isn't a lowercase G god. And and a literal planet. And a literal planet. For oh, when that kicks off. That's <laughs> yeah. so good. That's yeah. after the spoiler warning, but yeah. We do get another bunch of baddies who very much feel like they're being set up to be used later on. Like they're just being introduced here. This was the sovereign?
0: Yeah, the sovereign.
1: Um their their leader was played by Elizabeth uh, De Becky.
0: Uh, has she been anything that i should know about i think so i, I, I don't know a filmography like off the back of my hand but, to be honest i've just
1: had a quick look and nothing's really jumping out at me but um but there we go she was in the night manager for example like, with with loki with, with, yeah. but she's not like, the man from uncle and the great gatsby so nothing amazing, but yeah, she plays the head of the sovereign the gold people from the trailers um, and they are there to be cannon fodder. Yeah. Literally, literally there to can be cannon fodder. Can fodder. Um, there's something at the end that make, makes me think they're
0: going to be a bigger deal going forward. Oh yeah, probably. Which is weird because they appear to be replacing, much like the Chitari replaced... Um, generic aliens, A, B, and C, mm-hmm. for Avengers, that could have been anything, like literally anything, like yeah. scrolls, for example. I don't
1: think they own the scrolls.
0: Exactly, but like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. The Sovereign yeah. seemed to be replacing, admittedly, one of the more boring aspects of Marvel, the Enclave. Right. Um, who were just literally wacky human scientists who went into space. Oh. So if we're going to be in space, we may as well have genetically engineered gold people instead. <laughs> I'm okay with this. That's fine. I've no idea if the sovereign are actually kind of like a uh, a cosmic entity because if I don't know it, it must be obscure. And James oh God, Good, yeah. James Good, is nothing if not a fan of the goddamn obscure. So it really is. So so if if the sovereign are a thing in the books, uh, answered on a postcard. But I think they are replacing the enclave, which might be a spoiler for those who understand it. But if you do understand it, you've already seen the movie. You are a Marvel fan. They were, they were a nice
1: visual touch, I think,
0: to the movie. Yeah. All gold. Colour palette, by the way, the movie. Jesus. Ah. Like, I watched some side-by-side comparisons of, the, like, the trailer fodder for this movie. Yeah. And then footage of Civil War. And as much as I love Civil War, like, hands, hands down, think it's the best superhero movie yeah. ever made. It done half look a bit washed out. Compared to bit, how wonderfully colorful this
1: movie is. Well they they did in different worlds. You know Civil War was a relatively serious movie for the MCU. It was going to be a little bit washed out whereas this one isn't isn't that at all. Yeah. So yeah they they were a nice they were a nice addition. I I I don't really think I'm excited to see them come back necessarily. I am but for not not for them, if you know what I mean, for what they represent but not for them as characters. Right. Okay. Um, well now when you speak another major character returning from the first movie the album
0: choice yay which, which you're right does feel like a character in its own right it's, it's own such regard. a major
1: part of this movie I can only remember really the ACDC send direct to Iron Man 2 being as bigger part of the movie's kind of um, um, marketing yeah. as this has been I think they got it right for the most part like opening with Mr. Blue Sky is always a big old thumbs up and down yeah. um, that was really good um, they but they pick songs that mean something, and I don't just mean like you know the the lyrics are reflecting what's happening on the thing. They actually have the songs be referenced by the characters in the movie and have them mean
0: something. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's something that the volume one did a little bit, but then there was also kind of like throw in so like David Bowie's Moon Age Daydream didn't really have a connection to mm-hmm. that movie other than it just sounded a bit otherworldly. Yeah, unlike say Hooked on a Feeling, which was so deep-rooted in that movie, and R- Redbone's come and get your love, and they mm. don't high enough. This one seems to, track by track, tell the story of the movie. Towards the end of the album, like, for God's sake, if you uh, if you want a spoiler for the movie, just read the album track listing, mm-hmm. which is a shame. But, yeah. Actually, no, to be fair, well, we knew Ego was his dad, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, 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 but they they do such a good job. The only problem I have is, oh, God, this way me up, this was this was the, the equivalent I I of someone going is. there. She was just walking down the street singing, and then not finishing the song. You play the chain. <laughs> yeah, I knew this was gonna be it. And for the most part, the chain is nothing. It's a garbage song that I don't like, and then it stops. It's the same track, but it stops, and then a good song starts, yeah. which is, of course, the F1 music. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, they, they they play the chain twice in this movie. The first time I wasn't expecting, but the second time I was like, right, they're clearly building up to something. A big action scene is going to kick off. We're going to get a hero moment, and then, boom!
0: I thought that was going to happen.
1: Doesn't play blue balls at all. It. Oh
0: god! <laughs> ah. I mean they made it the second time it was played they made it sound better and more important but I think that was the anticipation of getting to the chat oh, come get together, together running through the, the shadows because that's where I thought we were
1: going but it didn't happen he's <laughs> like dun 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 dun
0: and then <sighs> not yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
1: couldn't take that but <laughs> oh god so the moment it's, is to the crap like part going... of the chain twice and they not
0: the good means. so no one told your life was gonna be this way not allowed to clap <laughs> yeah like you know what I
1: mean oh right it doesn't feel right no it doesn't um I think that's every... I mean, we get another hair with the duck cameo that's a thing like, I mean it's...
0: is that spoilers
1: it's not as major as the first one like no, really? it's... it's
0: not at all it's not the big deal so you know we meet Sliced alone. We do, Slice in the movie, playing a, a Ravager. Yes. That we cannot say anything about until spoilers. Uh,
1: trust me, after the spoilers, Michael's probably gonna fucking explode at the <laughs> at all the stuff that happened there. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh oh. Uh, um we also get the greatest Stanley cameo of <laughs> yeah. all time. That's my explosion coming up yeah. after the after the spoiler warning. Um I, I think that's about all we can really discuss.
0: Yeah, like just the way it was put together, as well. Actually, I did see this movie in three D the first time I saw oh, it, right. um, and for the most part, it's fine. There's one sequence where the three D amplifies the comedy so much. Won't spoil it. Well, I will spoil it after the spoilers. Okay, I won't spoil it for you here right now. So, if you're wondering whether this is worth the three D ticket, it's not gonna. It's not gonna make the movie any more enjoyable. But there is a certain sequence in the movie which is made goddamn hilarious with the inclusion of three D. So maybe just for that, maybe pay the extra pound. Why not? Okay. Treat yourself. So we're all giving this a hearty recommendation.
1: Hell yeah. No slight... Da- it was never in date, really. I don't think they really could have ballsed up all this bad. No. Uh, I, it's, a, it's a lesser film than the first one. Just because I don't think it's a
0: special... Well, it's it's because it's, it's a bit more bloated. But not, yeah. in, a, not in a bad way. It's no. Like, it's like Father Christmas. It's fat in a good way. I can deal with that.
1: Yes. It's 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 a sequel. Yeah, and 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 unless they're you know the Empire Strikes Back, they're almost always a little bit less. But I can deal with this amount of a little bit less it's because it's so minuscule, really. Yeah, it's still a great film. It still does everything from that first movie that you liked. It sends characters we like on a new adventure. There's still potential going forward. It's not like, oh God, Pirates Five. Oh Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, there's a lot of narrative potential still locked in all of those characters and the scenarios they can
0: go and do. We get hints towards it at the end in the end credits. There is five end credits. Yeah, five end credits scenes. That's that. That is the way to get. I mean, not that we weren't not going to sit through all of it. Yeah, but that's the way to us to stay till the literal last second. Well, I was like, I
1: think they're trying to kill post credit scenes. Like they've now like got to the point like we have nothing to put in them. We we're giving away too much. Is we need to kill them. They try to kill it by being boring and not really having much to do. Now they're just going to try the opposite approach and just give us like fourteen post credit (laughs) scenes and just kill it that way. Didn't really work. I liked all of them.
0: Yeah, they were um, all great.
1: Yeah, so do go watch this movie. It is fantastic.
0: I, I mm, is it... it? That's the thing. So in terms of movies you've seen this year, Darren, where does it rank so far? And then in terms of superhero movies, because really, admittedly, it is only going up against Logan. I
1: much okay. I think Lo- we all said that Logan was a great movie. It was a very well put together movie. Like but just, just because this one's more fun, yeah, I think it has to be. I I, yeah,
0: I I prefer fun over grit. So I'm gonna give the nod to Guardians. I mean, I was never not gonna give the nod to Guardians. But I have to point out that I think objectively, Logan is thematically the better movie. Yeah, for I, what it represents. But I but think Guardians yeah. is so much more fun. This so knocks, much more fun.
1: This, this is now sitting at number one. I think it is a better movie than the Power Rangers movie. Um, which was my favourite move of the year up until this point. But no, I think Guardians, as as we've got a lot of momentum to carry forward now because we've got Spider-Man Homecoming next. That's the important one for me this year. Like, 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 Thor Ragnarok could go either way. It could either be too wacky and too much of a retread of Guardians territory or it could be exactly what Thor needed. No, Spider-Man's the important one. It's Marvel getting their baby back, getting their boy back, and putting him back on the throne where he should be. It's the
0: one that I hope kills all ideas of a Venom movie. Oh, God, I hope so.
1: What can a Venom movie be without Spider-Man? Literally nothing. That is literally the stupidest idea. Unless the
0: two words immediately following Venom are Space Knight, I don't care.
1: No, but, but... The entire point of Venom is that he's a dark reflection of Spider-Man. You yeah. can't have Venom without having Spider-Man. Yeah, but that's
0: the thing. The only version of that character that d- works without Spider-Man is Flash Thompson's Space Knight.
1: But that only comes because we have two decades worth yeah, of pathos exactly. built up with Venom. Exactly, It's the stupidest idea in the long, sad history of bad ideas. I just made a Ian Malcolm quote, and guess what, Michael? <laughs> he's back! From <laughs> Jurassic World Two. Oh, I knew you'd be happy. God, that what a great day that was. I know, right? Ah, right. Guardians um, is great. All together now, we get it, Michael. You like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume
0: Two? Yeah, feels good. Feels good to have it back.
1: It does right. Three Ahem. years, bloody hell. I know. I didn't feel like that long though. Like, does getting it? Old. But, getting old. getting oh, old. I know. I know. Stanley is Uatu the Watcher! (laughs)
0: It's very heavily implied that he's the Watcher.
1: It happened. They listened.
0: When they fucking showed up, I was like, no way, because I didn't think they had the rights. But they just show up. There's three of them. I'm like, holy fucking shit!
1: He's the same
0: character. No, I will yeah. say. No, no. His line was, "Anyway, I was working as a FedEx delivery guy at the time." I'm like, oh, "It's the, he's the same character. He is the same character. Potentially, in every continuity." Listen, I need to dial it down for a second because I came out of that movie
1: and that I immediately grabbed you yeah. and shook you.
0: Yeah. It's real. It happened.
1: Did you give yourself a dead leg over this one? I didn't. Oh. Just because I I I'd had it. So lightly spoiled for me Yeah. in that I saw a post from like comicbook.com who always end up spoiling things for me the rat bastards I haven't followed them (laughs) so all I need is one person in the entire history of my Facebook friends to like a post and it's Um, so it said Kevin Feige confirms long held belief about Stan Lee which I then jumped to the conclusion that he's confirming the the fan theory that he is not just a watcher he's Uatu the watcher and I was like great Upon reading that story after the movie, that's not what was actually confirmed. It was confirmed that Stan is playing the same character in every movie. But it didn't go as far as to say Stan Lee is Uatu. Which kind of is like a lesser for me. Like, no, but that was the point. Yeah. I worry, I worry, as cynical as this sounds, that they may be held off on that slightly in case they need to use Uatu in the future and Stan is no longer with us. Yeah. I that's, that's my worry. Having,
0: I... having him hang out with the Watchers is enough, though, I think. Uh, mm. if, if they're really holding off so that Uatu can be a pivotal role in somebody else's story, say, look, like, if you do the lesser version of Nova. Yeah. See, I told you we'd be coming back to Nova. If you do the lesser version of Nova, otherwise known as Sam Alexander, otherwise known as not Richard Ryder, then he's a very integral part to his story. And also, if you plan on doing stuff say, in the vision of a perfect future where we get the Fantastic Four writes back mm-hmm. and we can have Kang the Conqueror. Then Uatu ties into Kang the Conqueror right. story. He ties so, into the Galactus story. He into the Galactus the story. He says,
1: watch out, he's coming, yep. Phil, get on the phone. <laughs> you have to phone out too, up your minutes. Phone <laughs> everyone. Phone everybody. Um, I and I, and, and I kind of, I get it. I get it, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Because in an ideal world, and I always said this to you, I had hoped for years, and as morbid as this sound, I'd hoped to God they had this scene prepared. They had Stan Lee smiling. Just, it'd be a post credit scene. You'd see Stan Lee smiling, and then he would turn into Uatu, Uatu the Watcher. This would probably happen after his death. Like mm. They would keep him just cameoing until that happened. And then that's their sweet, loving goodbye to Stan Lee, is that he's actually Uatu the Watcher. This might have been as close as we're ever going to get to that. But here's the thing. If you do a voice change on Stan Lee, make well, turn him into a Watu. He looks like a Watu now. and Give him use, a different voice actor. They, give, no, they can just modify Stan Lee's voice. So if in the terrible thing that will happen eventually that he passes on, they can just get somebody else and it still sounds like a Watu. That's how you make Stan Lee live forever, essentially, yeah. in Marvel movies, which, which is the sweetest sentence I can possibly think of saying. Yeah it was good it was the best Stan Lee cameo of all time yeah agree. because it gave him a reason it gave him he is a character he's not just like for fun he's a
0: character potentially you are do the Watcher yeah. um, I'm okay with that I'm okay with if with say in the unfortunate circumstance that when we roll around to volume 3 yeah that is Stan Lee's last one yeah if he's if his character has somehow wound up back with the Watchers then there's an opportunity for that, but we've got the Watchers, Darren. The Watchers are in the MCU. They are a thing. They have are
1: them. a thing, which is a good thing. I I, I like that. I like their character tropes. Um, I that's a useful thing to have in cosmic for connecting bridges. It's very useful to have the Watchers knocking about, potentially connecting bridges between universes. I just wished I I know they wouldn't have the testicles to do this, but oh my god, I wish he'd say like I've got when only they're walking away in the last post scene. Stan Lee gets to close a movie. That's yeah. never happened before. Oh, cool. um, As they're walking they have so many stories. I like him just stop sort of blurting them out. Obvious one's in the MCU, but they throw him on where he says, all oh, that time that politician guy crawled out of the sea, thus referencing the first ever Stan Lee cameo in the first X-Men movie, connecting <laughs> all of the dots into one singular Stan Lee universe. That would have probably been too much for me. I might have had a dead leg and my dick might have exploded. <laughs> didn't happen uh. I'm saying sad a bit that for some reason but yeah <laughs> About oh not end- god
0: oh can you imagine that quote on the poster this movie made me dickless <laughs> that'd
1: sell me <laughs> um, you know I actually want to watch this movie a second time just because I had so much tension built up of like when's it gonna happen I need to know this is true I need to know he's the watcher I I think that
0: might have even tainted my enjoyment
1: side because I was so tense. Like, please happen.
0: (coughs) Um, like, doesn't matter what happens in the rest of the movie, give me Stan Lee now.
1: Yes, exactly that. Right, now, that little explosion can now make way for Michael exploding over Sylvester Stallone. It's going to happen. Stallone is
0: fucking Starhawk!
1: Yes! Yeah, I mean he's not Galactus, but yes, yeah, he's yes! Not Galactus. I mean, and the bald bloke from Smallville isn't the Silver Surfer. He's no.
0: Martinex, Iceman. Yes, essentially, Spiky Iceman, Spiky Iceman. And I'm okay with this, Darren. I'm so fucking okay with this because this is the original Guardians team, 1969. Now referred to as Guardians 3000 because they live in the future. They have modified this team. They put them into the MCU. They've made them clearly an old team which Yondu was a part of. Yes, linking it back. Comics, Darren. Comics. Even Miley Cyrus couldn't piss on your parade. No, she? I was happy about that, of all things. I was like... Uh, this, now, that's the one I had to for me. It was Miley Cyrus' um, mainframe. Main. Frame, and I was like, okay, so that's a that's, a, that's an old character. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know why they're doing that. But as long as he's relegated to a cameo, that's fine. Didn't expect that. yes. It's... So, I mean she's only the head of mainframe. Mainframe's like a fucking nine foot tall black and gold robot who's Wonderful. now being voiced by Miley Cyrus. Fantastic. I'm so okay with you this. He's
1: also got what's his face? Um oh what's his name? Um from Pulp Fiction and Ving Rames. Ving Rames is a person. Charlie twenty seven, a
0: modified soldier from Jupiter.
1: And who is the the
0: kind of Yoshimitsu looking dude? Now, I had to look that one up. Right. Um oh there's also Alea. Not yeah, Alaya, not Alicia. Al- Alicia. God damn it, this is so annoying. Gold Elizabeth Debecky is one character that begins with A. I think that's Alicia. Oh, or, we'll look or, it up. Aisha, I go, sorry. I think. It's Aisha. Yeah, she's Aisha. This is Alaya, which was the... Um, I, I forget what the name of the actress was, but everyone seemed to be pleased that she's in the movie. Uh, but she's playing essentially Stallone's ex-wife. Right. Who becomes the second Starhawk. Uh, other than that, she's just badass warrior lady. Don't fuck with her. Wonderful. So I'm okay with this. So essentially what we've been told is that in this MCU, before the Guardians existed, there was a team of Ravagers Mm -hmm. who may or may not have been referred to as Guardians. Probably not. Right. Um, That consisted of Yondu, Starhawk, Martin X, Charlie 27, um, Alea and Mainframe. That. <laughs> and see Foggy's come out and said they might be a film by themselves no. I don't see that happening but volume three a Stallone Cyrus Vingrame's movie oh god what a wonderful world we It's <laughs> a weird thing going on my head <laughs> I even put that together yeah Miley Cyrus and Sylvester Sloan are on the same team so, Miley, <laughs> Miley Cyrus is playing a nine foot tall black and gold comic relief robot and we're happy about it. This, uh, this is this is the best. This is the best version, Darren. Hang on, I missed it. Who is the Yoshimitsu looking dude? Oh, I didn't actually explain, did I? Yeah. So I had to look that one up because I didn't know this one. Ha! <laughs> I know, and I still couldn't tell you the name because it's so complicated. But basically, that's some kind of weird squid from the future who takes over from Doctor Strange as Sorcerer Supreme. So you know he was doing that science yeah. shit. He's magic. Oh. So we've now got a direct link from the mystic world because there's you know the earth based stuff the mystic stuff and the cosmic stuff so now we've got a direct link between mystic and cosmic because we now have a sorcerer as a part of now he wasn't in the original Guardians team to my knowledge right um, but
1: he's a future squid he's a future squid Yoshimitsu was a future squid in quite a few Tekken games can I just pretend it's Yoshimitsu you can call him Yoshimitsu he turned up in Soul Calibur and then no one batted an eyelid so why can't he be in Marvel Yeah. yeah let's Yoshi... hope he commits a buku it's Yoshimitsu
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Miley Cyrus versus Slope and and Yoshimitsu, Yoshimitsu. <laughs> best deal ever okay. make it
0: make it now <laughs> right Um. so so that's the biggest deal like when he turned up and he had the He's got like these wing spike things coming from his shoulders. Now, yeah. obviously, those come from Starf Hawk's helmet instead. Right. In the comics. And I looked at them and I went, ooh, ooh that, that's familiar. Why do I not know what this is? And I didn't clock that um, Michael Rosenbaum was playing Martinex, who's an ice warrior from Pluto. I think he's like an assassin or something like that. Um, right. And he didn't clock originally. I just went, oh, that's a cool design. Again. Seems oddly familiar. It genuinely took me to the end of the movie where Vin Graham showed up in a big fuck off yellow jumpsuit, and I was like, "That's a big guy, in a, yeah." Oh my god! And then it started to click, and up, oh, and then Stallone <laughs> showed up in the post I was like, "It's fucking happening. He's Starhawk." And then all the pieces, and I li- literally, there was there was only about eight people in the midnight show. by the way, which is a very poor showing. Oh wow. I mean, other than us. Was that the audience? Yeah. Oh, right. Um, so other than us, there was only about eight people, but all of them didn't know what was going on. So the yeah. fact that I was literally pounding the seat in excitement, slamming my feet on the floor going, fucking yeah! Everyone wasn't watching the movie at that point. What was known as the Power Rangers reaction? <laughs> yeah, the Power Rangers reaction. Wow. I was okay. so fucking happy with that.
1: Hopefully you have some shred of... Um, Journalistic integrity left for me and Michael now that we've just nerded out over Stanley and Sylvester Sloan. Don't care. Um, I've Worth met it. Stanley, by the way. Um, Michael really? hasn't. Um, I, and never will. I have touched Uatu the Watcher's back. Um, <laughs> I, so um, let, let's talk about Kevin Russell.
0: Kevin Russell? Kevin Russell? Kevin Feige, you mean? No, I mean Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Um, Kevin yeah, Russell. He's a, he's a villain. He is the villain. Um,
1: and, and really good. Like the 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 twist comes when he's kind of his grand plan for the universe. Basically, he's gone a bit mental, and he thinks that he can you know shape the universe in his own vision. Now that might sound like it's kind of like you know typical Marvel, like I want to rule the universe. But they they pitch him so well that it makes twisted sense.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he's, he's been not a- he's not just I want to rule the universe. The Iron Fist. Like I'm disappointed with what. Is out there. Yeah. Why isn't everything like me? It seems more personal, and that's why I yeah. like it. And I can fix it. Is basically his way around. It. And and
1: yes, yeah, someone of that power set would see humans, biological life, and even planets as lesser things in the same way humans, you know, think about ants. So it made a lot of sense to me. So I wasn't like, what is mis-
0: this a universe for
1: ants? <laughs> it needs to be at least three times more Kurt Russell than this one. <laughs> it, it made a lot of sense. So it wasn't like a, oh, that's just silly. I was like, that I can, I can get on board with. And then he says the stuff about um, um, Star-Lord's mom when it's like, he, he had fell in love, he'd finally found the one, and he had to kill her in order to carry out the grand plan. Yeah, so, he essentially
0: is the one that killed her. He killed me to put that tumour in her yeah. head. Oh, I was like, that was proper... Okay, this villain is effective, yes. and I like what they're doing with him. He's a feck as well, he is a and feck. and immediately Chris Pratt goes from,
1: oh, I <laughs> can show you the world yeah.
0: to <laughs> and shoots the
1: shit out of Kurt Russell. That was
0: awesome. I mean, if a bit gory, thinking about it. I mean, I know he's, yeah. I know that Kurt Russell is only a vessel for the character yeah. of Ego the Living Planet. But holy shit, the fact that you see like his veins and shit tear away as he's yeah, getting shot, I'm like, wow, like a full on... the opening of Robocop.
1: He does like a full-on Dr. Manhattan reassemble as well, from like bone all the way up to everything else. That is true. That was really, really good. Um, so that's why I'm kind of buying into him as a villain. Now, he is a one-shot because he's now dead. Yeah, which is um, a shame, but he was a, the best
0: goddamn one-shot we've had. I
1: don't know how you could have kept him alive. No. Because he is a planet as opposed to a human being it was kind of too much of a, of a thought to just kind of leave out
0: there willy-nilly. So it was okay that they killed him. Yeah, he was, like I said, the most effective once-shot yeah. him And don't worry, Darren, before he died, we got big Art space face.
1: And I'm okay with that. Yes, we did. And there's the thing, because they now make out that Star-Lord is part celestial, and even goes as far as to say, as long as this planet is, exists, you are immortal. I was like, well, that kind of screws Star-Lord up. But nope, they kill the planet, he's now human, they make it very obvious without being overly, you know, kind of... Um, dialogue about it that he's no longer immortal good that puts danger back into his scenes again mm-hmm. um, that was really really good the, the entire last scene the kind of final action of the piece is so very very good highlighted by my favourite line of the movie which is Drax the Destroyer having the fight suit put on him and then shouting my nipples yeah, <laughs> I like that and that instantly good. I forgave Batista for everything bad he did in <laughs> wrestling <laughs> instantly just the shouting my, my nipples was flying off the screen <laughs> oh god I I genuinely like the people next to me jumped at how much I laughed and <laughs> I got a slap on the arm of my girlfriend being too loud at <laughs> laughing at Batista <laughs> screaming about my, his nipples. <laughs> oh Christ um, oh. it was really well the only bit I didn't like about the final thing was when he turned into Pac-Man that kind of brought oh, was me that was that, that too second. far for you then? yeah that was that was too far for me of like it, it would have been a cool shot to see both of these like rock people going at each other like, at the end of Rocky 3 whereas
0: it was just Pac-Man I think that's the thing sometimes the humour doesn't land in this movie yeah and that didn't land as a joke for me when I saw it I was like oh no way that's pretty cool because like they got the rights to Pac-Man for yeah, that yeah they did I was like, okay, cool. We, you know, Pac-Man is canon in this movie. Then again, they've been referencing Bandai Namco games since Avengers One. That man is playing Galaga. Oh yeah, so that's I a thing. That. Um, so that's a continuation of that thread, I guess. Wonderful. the logical conclusion of that thread, to be honest. Giant Pac-Man eats giant ah, I don't know. That, ego. That was one of the
1: few parts of the movie that did lose me. He got me straight back um, with the death of Yondu. Fuck
0: me, like. I did not expect to feel for Yondu that much. No. Oh, my favourite line. I'm Mary Poppins, Yon! Look <laughs> 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 that, that like Mary Poppins. Was he cool? <laughs> was he? Uh,
1: this is the thing. I, I, I like that they went all in in that they said, right, we've got this character that people are connected to. We can afford to kill him off and it not be you know, it's not gonna affect merchandising all that much or future plans all that much. Let's give him the beans, make him a main character, really make people care about him. Kill him. That way, it's almost like it's the smartest way to have this movie make impact without it making an impact. Yeah, if that makes sense. In the grand scheme of things, Yondu going down doesn't really affect the next Avengers movie. No, it doesn't really no. affect Future Guardians movie unless Man. it gives that Future Guardians team something to do. Mm. Let's
0: reverse death and do some time travel. Let's let's do Search for Spock with Miley Cyrus, <laughs> Vin Grame's. Sylvester Stallone and what was the other one Yoshimitsu there we go sold Howard you've done it again
1: these <laughs> days last me oh happy days we've done it um, <laughs> he, I could get behind that but it just so so smart writing and I didn't see it coming
0: because they invested so much time in Yondu and, but I'm glad it happened he had my second favourite line of the movie as well which was more serious might have been what was it like might have been your father but he ain't your daddy yeah like The redemption arc. The redemption arc was uh, so good. They
1: have that flashback of Yondu really... And and it's kind of like the grand reveal that he was taking care of him the whole time. Yes, he did it in an an, an orthodox manner, but he saved him from going back to his dad because he knew what was going to happen. He did raise him. He was his dad all along. Uh, Just, oh, oh, I liked
0: it so much. Um, And the, uh, the, the firework funeral... Scene at the end. This scene does not end on a joke. It ends on Rocket shedding a tear for Yondu. I'm like, wow, no, okay. I know. It's powerful. I know. To be fair, they did choose um, "Father and Son" by Cat Stevens mm-hmm. slash Yusuf, if you want to call him by his actual name, um, which is which is a song that hits me there. Yeah, like that's a song I enjoyed with somebody else who was no longer with us. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, this this choice, no, no, don't do it. So. Very, very powerful stuff towards the end of the movie. Oh, also, the other big death of the movie, The Walkman! Oh, Christ. You know what this means, Darren? What? I've had to invest in buying another piece of music playing technology. Oh, Christ, you didn't buy the MP3 player thing, did you? The Zune? Towards the end of the movie, Darren. Towards the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. they introduce a way to keep the music thread going because now we are no longer dealing with the Earth playlist. We're no longer dealing with Peter Quill's attachment to Earth. We are dealing with Peter Quill's attachment to his family. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with the playlist that Yondu has made for Quill before he died. Right. Which is delivered to him on a Zune. Which, have you ever seen a Zune, Darren? I haven't seen a Zune. Me neither. I will soon be seeing a Zune. Oh! I'm seeing it as an investment. You know what happened with the Walkmans? £20 for these. Now they're a grand the smart oh, thing okay, to do okay. it's the smart thing to do are you going to track down what those three thousand tongues are and put the exact same three thousand tongues on the Zune that Star Lord that is has? my intent I already tried to track well I already tracked down and purchased the exact model that was in the movie because it turns out there was multiple generations of Zune who knew found it it's God, you're on its a different levels sometimes <sighs> James Gunn you st- gotta stop making me buy
1: antiques <laughs> <laughs> like, stop making me buy obsolete forms of music playback yeah <laughs> oh Jesus Christ well, that's everything, Michael. Is it? Is that I, everything? I, I, I feel I like there's so. a lot more in this. Well, season. there's a few things we can talk about. We got the Defenders trailer today. No, I'm not, I mean, in the movie, I'm pretty sure we're leaving some bits out. Do we hear we everything? Leaving? What are we leaving out? We I talked don't... about the music, we talked about the action, we talked about. Oh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, there we go. There we I go. I know we were missing Adam one. Warlock's coming in. People are Yay! meant to be excited. Uh, uh, should I be excited? Yes, he's a cool ass character.
0: You'll yeah. like him. He's got a split personality from the future. Uh, no, yeah, sort of. Yeah. All right. Adam Warlock's kind of like space Jesus, but he can also turn into space
1: Hitler. He's weird. Oh god, he ain't giving not like the Sentry, is he?
0: Uh, god forbid. One oh, day did we you hear have... about the cameo that was cut from this movie? Was it Sentry? No, it was Nathan Fillion playing Wonder Man. Ooh. Cut from the movie. Okay. Which apparently was to make like. As far as we know, it was to make sure that Peter Quill is still the only Earth hero that we have in the right. comics. But apparently, um, yeah, apparently Nathan Fillion was going to be Wonder Man, and that was going to be a big deal. But now we have Adam Warlock, and I imagine that when he's first introduced in Volume Three, he will be good and then go immediately bad. Yeah, which you know is the exact plot line he has in the 2008 run of Guardians. So I'm all on board with that. I, I just I that's, I have that's no... four of the post credits. The other one, oh, Teenage Groot.
1: Teenage Groot was funny. I not was... it. It was it was worth it for the payoff joke of Teenage Groot. Also, Goldblum. Goldblum wasn't in this movie. Oh wait, he was dancing. He was the dancing hour, in, the in the credits. In the
0: credits, for reasons
1: was. to a Hasselhoff <sighs> song.
0: Hasselhoff was in the movie. Oh
1: yeah, Hasselhoff was in the movie. It was dumb, but I liked it. I get this feeling. Had he been around. Because I, I know they mentioned that they tried to get Bowie into this movie. Yeah, I get the feeling that Peter Quill's dad wouldn't have been David Hasselhoff; it would have been David Bowie. That'd have been cool. Because uh, he's he was literally his mom told him that he was you know his father's from the stars. David Bowie was the star man, and young Peter Quill made that leap of deduction. That would have been cool. That man. would have been really cool. Instead, we get Hasselhoff. I mean, you know. I, I mean, it's fine, but it's like the Pac-Man thing. It's just like, oh God, it's fucking hassle. Yeah. Not being an 80s kid, it kind of makes it hard to buy into some of these
0: things. I get it. Like, you know what I mean? But, you, I mean, you got to understand that, like, it's you know, culturally a big thing. And it, I get And it, it ties to how the character is written.
1: But so, again, you if you know. need to know how 90's am, go back and listen to the Power Rangers review. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Christ. positive Power Rangers review. God, it was good, Michael. It was so good. <laughs> right, Defenders trailer. It's happening. It dropped today. It did. And it was fine. It was perfectly okay. Further showing that Iron Fist is fucking useless. God, I was like, uh, Matthew was like, because my brother hasn't seen Iron Fist yet. Yeah. And he watched that trailer. And I said, Do you know that bit where Luke Cage just completely waffles him and he drops like a sack of shit? And yeah, so that's the Iron Fist series in a nutshell yeah 13 hours he's the leaf he's a living weapon he's the dangerous man on the planet nope (laughs) let's spend 13 episodes thoroughly proving that moniker um oh god and not showing a dragon and not showing a dragon critically and crucially um the new guardians ride has opened or is opening very very
0: soon in florida and california california only not florida
1: oh it's not the florida one it's not in
0: florida we're keeping the terror of terror there apparently Uh, which is a shame, because I want to do that. But they have Star Wars World, so, you know, I think I can let it Guess slide. what, guess what, guess what, guess what?
1: What? I might be going in 2019, just after the release of when Star Wars lands open. Nice. I'm going... Oh, God, it's going to be so packed. I know. Oh, my God, that's going to be the worst thing. But I'll be going. I'll be oh, I do want to go
0: so badly. So is there badly? anything else, more? The Last
1: Jedi trailer came out. I haven't seen it. I know it. you're not seeing oh, it. Oh, the Cloak and Dagger trailer came out. Oh, yeah. I was like... I know like, I have no investment in Cloak & Dagger whatsoever. I kind of like Cloak & Dagger. But I,
0: I liked that trailer. I like that it's, it seems to be trying to do something different in, in that it's trying to be the American version of Skins with superpowers. And I was like,
1: I maybe I'm not in that demographic anymore. No. But I was like, that's a smart thing to do. Definitely. That's a smart demographic to pitch at. Because those, those teenagers can be on the cusp of like, oh, Marvel's so mainstream, Marvel's for kids, Marvel's for nerds. If they can get them with their own show, then they can have, you know, the four-quadrant movie and have all the fingers in all the pies. Mm. I liked it. Yeah, seems I did it's like it. a smart thing. And we're also getting an Inhumans trailer, it seems, very soon. The poster usually comes first, and then a week later we get the... Uh, we get the trailer.
0: Well, if uh, everything seems to be on the up and
1: up for Marvel in the TV department
0: anyway. S.H.I.E.L.D. is so
1: good this S.H.I.E.L.D.'s season. really good. Oh, even, I, don't, I was so worried when they are doing life model decoys. Mm. And I was just like, that's just going to be bad. It's working surprisingly well. And at the minute they're also doing the HYDRA storyline as well. Yeah, they're about to do what ifs. They're going into the what if universe. Oh, God, it's good. It's really good. I'm annoyed that Agent Carter isn't coming
0: back for Season 3. Yeah, I, would have I liked that. felt like it had a Season 3 in it. The thing and- is, though, the stuff that will appear in Cloak & Dagger is pretty much linking straight back to um, Agent Carter anyway. I guess it was Roxxon, wasn't it? Yeah, Roxxon yeah, yeah. and the Dark Dimension stuff. So it works for me. I can deal I'm with that. I'm happy to see more of it in a different way. I'm always happy when Marvel do something that nobody expects that is good as opposed to literally every comic they're producing right now. Yeah, you told me that their comic books are not great. All of them are bad. Okay, there are still some good characters running around, but the writers... mm, Are they not rebooting it again with that legacy thing? Yeah, they basically decided that... um, You know how they were like, see all these heroes that are in the movies that you care about? Fuck all of them, because they're all old and really racist. You want these new heroes. And I didn't work out for them. It did not work out. Um... They introduced a bunch of shitty characters... And most of them are now going back to where they belong on the sidelines. So I'm happy with that.
1: I mean, they're essentially the ones that are
0: good still have their own books, right? So Mars Morales, Kamala Khan, Squirrel Girl, who is going to be in a TV series, New Warriors, yeah, New Warriors, yeah, cool, yeah, boy. So like, all the cool ones are still keeping their own books. All the shit ones are going fucking somewhere else, which I'm happy about. It did and. Hopefully we can get rid of fucking fifteen-year-old Iron Man, which is just like here's this new character. She's your favorite. No, go away. Mars Morales had build up. Can we not get rid of Hydra Captain America as well? Yeah, that was stupid. I think we are now getting back like classic Cap,
1: which is fantastic. Because Hydra Cap meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Fantastic, just the way it should be. Uh, Right, that is everything for um, for now. If you want to go and find me on Twitter, I am at TheGuttridge uh, on ProWrestling.net. I have finished up my writing duties as of a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm recording my final um, podcast very, very soon. There'll probably be eight by the time you listen to this. If you remember over there, do go listen. Hopefully my one where I rant about why wrestling so very fucking broken will be on the site for free, uh, but that remains to be seen. We'll see. Um, but yeah.
0: In the meantime, at the Guthridge on Twitter, and you can go and find me on Twitter personally at, at that might go in, or all the sites uh, under at E-N-T, That's F O U L E N T, which is also where you can find us on Facebook, Sam Cloud Binds, may and a couple of other places as well. Thanks very much for listening to the Full Circle podcast that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two review. We've been doing this for three years now, Darren. It's oh, we have kind of crazy. It really is, and it's still as
1: good as ever. I know, right? Of course. Uh, next up. We have potentially may might be quiet unless we want to go and see really on the fence films like King
0: Arthur and the Legends of the Sword. I mean, not really. I'd rather you go and watch Ghost in the Shell, Darren. I know, than, I know. You know, because we had a, we had a fucking good month. We had a, one movie a week in March. None of them sucked. I know, not a God. one. It I was... know,
1: I know. It's a working progress. Who
0: would have thought the reality where everything was good was the reality where Trump was president? Who knew, that? Don't never.
1: link those things, Michael. Don't link those <laughs> things. Uh, there's also Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. So May might be quiet, so we'll throw something together, but we've got Wonder Woman in June, so Yay. he's got the next absolute dead cert to come uh, up next.
0: And so... Speederman in July.
1: And Spider-Man. <clears throat> I've had to book a half day at work because I'm on holiday that weekend and I was like no I missed an X-Men movie going on holiday I missed all sorts I am not missing my boy <laughs> back in the MCU as king where he should be fuck off Iron Man <laughs> you were a fucking means to an end Spidey's back fuck off so that should be fun yeah. Wait, thank you very much for listening bye bye,
0: bye.